Hi. It's Adele and Zoe. And welcome. Hang, hang on, hang on. It's not fair. You're getting all the good words. Let's, let's switch this around. Okay, all right, whatever. Hi. Everybody. It's Adele and Zoe. And this is Friends from, from A, A to Z. Z. Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us that are phenomena. Here is our confession. Friends and obsession that never passed. So we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends from A to Z. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Friends from A to Z. Zoe, it's pretty clear so far that we love friends. We do. And we've made a podcast. We have. But what else can people expect? Well, we hope you are going to enjoy hearing us chat about each episode. We're going to dig into the detail. We're going to relive some of our funniest moments Mm -hmm. and throw in some trivia along the way. So one episode per podcast, starting with the pilot and all the way through to the very last one. Got it. And why are we doing this now? Because we have been such big fans for almost 25 years. We have. Uh, But it's interesting to watch something we know so well through new eyes. Uh, So we're going to pick out the things that strike us as unusual, some inappropriate things now, or some things that are just plain weird in 2018. Sounds good to me. And we really hope that you guys who are listening will join us for each episode. So please hit subscribe wherever you choose to listen. And you can join in on Twitter. So tweet us at friends from A to Z. And we'd really love to hear what you think. Shall we get started? Let's. Let's kick off today's podcast episode with the epidemic, which is the episode we're going to talk about uh, in the form of a limerick, which Adele is going to share with us and for me and with me for the first time. Too. Yeah. Are you ready? I am so ready. Here we go. Mm-hmm. When a blackout leaves New York in the dark, Jill Goodacre thinks Chandler's a lark. But when the lights come back on, Ross's hopes are all gone because Paolo's power has created a spark. Oh, that's really good. You like that that's one? That's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, and you've got them all in there. You've got the Paolo bit, you've got the Jill Goodacre bit, and you've got Ross and Rachel's bit in there I listened well. to your feedback <laughs> from last time. I said you didn't get them all in there. <laughs> oh, that's very good. And it, yeah. it, really, it, it, uh, it, fit, it fits very well. Like It has a good um, rhythm to it. Do you, do you know what I did? What? I felt a bit left out. Did you write an epidemic? Yeah, I did. Oh, for this one? <laughs> yeah. Go on then. Because I love this episode. Oh my God, okay. that's awesome. All right. <laughs> so big. Oh, God, that's awesome. Please don't let it be better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> the power's gone out in the city. Oh, shit. What? It's going to be better. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Right. Right, right, right. Start again. The power's gone out in the city. Yeah. For Chandler, that's far from a pity. Ross is pining for Rachel, although that's confidential. And on hold, as she's just met a new fitty. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't read my writing then. The well, yeah, I like the city and pity. Yeah, fitty is informal, but but good. A bit English, isn't it? And I'm going to give you the artistic license on Rachel and confidential. <laughs> confidential. <laughs> I'd never actually said it out loud in my head that rhymed better than it did actually sound out loud it sounded so much better in my head (laughs) yeah how was that experience it was extremely difficult was it and you know I think I I did it because I was like when you when you do it I'm always like yeah I was like 
And then, you know, a couple of times, like, oh, it's quite tough to do. I'm like, ah, it's not. It is. <laughs> I, oh, good. I went through dark and I was like, yeah. Hit it out the ballpark. Yeah. I couldn't find ways to rhyme. Yeah. So I think yours was good. Very, oh, very good. Yours was also good. And that was a lovely surprise. Thank oh, well, you for you doing go. that. And never do it again. No, good. <laughs> that, good. Glad we're clear on that. Yeah. Here we go, the one with the blackout. So this is episode seven of the first season of Friends. We have a look at the IMDb recap and the Netflix recap to just remind ourselves of what goes on in this episode before we dig into all the the chats about it. So IMDb says, when New York suffers from a blackout, Ross tries to tell Rachel that he likes her. Mm -hmm. And Chandler gets stuck in an ATM vestibule with a model. Mm. So that's pretty comprehensive. Yeah. I like it how it says, Ross tries to tell Rachel that he likes her. Like, <laughs> sounds like kids in a playground. <laughs> um, so that's IMDb. Right, Netflix. What have you got to say? During a citywide blackout, Ross tries to tell Rachel that he likes her. Mm. It's the exact same mm. language. Mm. You know, I think we're in a new oh. phase of the uh, Netflix recaps. Mm-hmm. And by that new phase, I mean this person is, they're not now even watching it. <laughs> they're going on IMDb. And they're changing, like, one word from what IMDb says. That is so interesting, because instead of saying, so I'm so when New York suffers from blackout, and now Netflix just goes yep. during a citywide blackout, yep. oh, we'll say that they yep. would change one word, and yep. then Ross tries to tell Rachel he likes her. And I picked up that that was quite strange, I was, that he likes her. Um, yeah, they've totally given up. This person is now shooting off home at, like, 4.30 in the afternoon, because they've realised... They don't even have to watch this. Well, thing. that person got fired and their boss is like, I don't <laughs> have, have time, time to do your job too. I'll just quickly scam it off yeah. IMDb. Either way, I mean, you know. It tells us what's going on here. We know what's going on. I mean, I, if I were doing it, I would maybe pick out a couple of other things that go on as well, but we'll come to that, I'm sure. That's what we're here to do. Exactly. Don't read a Netflix recap. Listen, Talking to Listen which, to us. Yes. So, episode seven of season one. Yeah. Right. I don't know even how I'm going to break this to you. Right. This episode yeah. is in Ranker.com's oh, top 100 episodes! Oh, that is exciting Isn't news. that exciting? Because we have done six so far, and none of them have been in the top Zero. 100. And we're starting to think, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? And it's here! <laughs> here it is, the first one. Can you tell us what number it is? I can. Would you like to guess where you think it is? Like, even give me, like, you know, is it top half, bottom half? Uh, I'm going to go in the 60s. Okay, it's a bit lower than that. Oh. So it's number 85 okay. in Ranker.com's top 100. But we are, I mean, we're, we're we in... Go. Now we're, we're cooking with gas. We're in quality now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is backed up, by the way. Oh. No, it's not just the people at Ranker.com, whoever yeah. they may be, that think this episode's good. Right. Because <laughs> on IMDb, the viewers themselves, the viewing public, give this episode, on average, a score of 9 okay. out of 10, which is a record high score for the episodes that we have looked at so oh, far. Oh, wow. And, I mean... We're in gold territory. It's number one. It's ranked number one on IMDb no. of season one. Yes, oh it is. Oh my God, really? This is the best episode wow. of season one. Okay, so that is it, that is interesting how the people have spoken. That's two different data sources, <laughs> yeah. robust information. Number yeah. one, and it's the first one. Yeah. You know you're in for a treat 100. when you're going to watch this one, despite the flatness of the recap that's on both of those things. <laughs> yeah. So number one, as far as viewers are concerned, mm. a score of nine out of ten, which, you know, given that you've got thousands of responses on IMDb, that is a, that is a high that's score. A big strong base, out yeah. Out of a ten scale. Mm-hmm. And we're in the top 100 territory for Ranker.com. What's your view? Uh... I 
definitely agree that this is a very strong season one episode it's not my favorite season oh. one episode oh. no no um and i shall give her a few reasons i shall uh back that up in the next uh 15 minutes or so yeah um but uh yeah it's a really good episode and it is a very um it really starts to build i can see why people think of this episode fondly as well because back at the time back in season one back when people were watching it like this one really starts to elevate it and take it to the next level yeah maybe even i don't know would they have bought like six episodes and then seven takes it to a new level probably not no don't they sign up for the whole thing i what i I do think it's um it's one of the iconic ones isn't it Mm. It, it's one Mm. it's such a wonderful kind of moment in time uh the scenario of the blackout that it's it really sticks in your head, I think, doesn't it? So for me, it, yeah. it is actually ranked my number one of is it? season the one. Season one, yes, <gasps> I wow. do like it a lot. No, I mean, you know, I tend to score these all of these quite high. Yeah, and it's not like it's head and shoulders above number two and number okay. three. So but, a significant just, lead. No, but it just it wouldn't statistically right. be significant. I'm, but it just pips everything else. Okay, I would definitely say this isn't my favorite of the mm. season. So it will be really good to understand why you'll love it so much, and yeah. you can reflect people the the world who also love it so much yep good so um should we start talking about it yeah yeah let's go so i think so we've established obviously it's called the one with the blackout so we know that what occurs is a scenario where the city is out of power and i I think for me there were sort of two there are two defining scenarios in this episode beyond that so as a result of the blackout Mm. it's a catalyst to two further things one is that ultimately Rachel meets Paolo, which, as we know, will be a big yep. deal in the storyline. So the blackout is a direct um, catalyst of that. Okay. And the other is, of course, Chandler and his encounter in the ATM with the model. We'll find out who that is in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So they're the two sort of main uh, scenarios as far as I yep. look at it. Yeah, yeah. Where are you? Where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? I think there's something about that first scenario, which is where this show works quite well i think is when they are given there's sort of a challenge here isn't there that the power's gone out and okay chandler's not there but the five of them it's almost like a real time episode yes a bit like the, the woman, the woman no, one's no one's ready, ready which is again iconic because yes. you get that scenario that yeah. kind of transcends anything else yeah. it defines that episode his yeah. situation and then you are there for 20 minutes to watch your reaction to the yes. situation which comedy and hilarity ensues so i really like that bit of it yeah do you have any particular favourite moments in this episode? Well, yes. I <laughs> we'll we'll come to the Paolo Rachel Ross okay. triangle later. Could we start with Chandler in the ATM? Okay, yeah. Because pretty much everything he does yeah. in every single time we see him in that ATM, yeah. I I just think it just makes me laugh so oh, much. Does I just it? think he's okay. amazing. Okay. So what I really <laughs> like about that is I mean <laughs> You could say Chandler in this episode for me is perfection, which would <laughs> like be gum. predictable. Yeah. yeah. So, but that saying that, I think then opens up for me where you see Chandler's mind working right. in this, and I, I just love the he kind of represents every man and or woman, yeah, in the sense that he has this inner self-destructive monologue yeah yeah, where this is a time in your life where you know you're in a situation with a celebrity trying to be just a little bit cool Mm. is pretty is your aspiration at this point and at every turn and of course he kind of comes good in the end which is great but in the beginning bit 
he's self-sabotage he's he's (laughs) uh, such a wonder to behold so of course you get the that would be perfection yeah but actually i think just before you get to that she says you know her opener is do you want some gum Mm. and he's like i don't know is it sugar-free and then he's like what the hell was that she offers you what does she say so yeah, like, like good Jill Goodacre offers you gum you take it yeah. you take if it if she offers you like something like a severed arm or something you take it yeah. you take it and it even opens with the where he's like I'm in a, a lobby or a vestibule I mean I don't know what is this yeah, and she's yeah. on the phone she's like I'm stuck in an ATM vestibule Jill Goodacre says vestibule, vestibule. I'm, I'm going, going with vestibule, vestibule. So he's in a monologue. Yeah. I just think it's... And of course he is reacting to that yeah. physically and in yeah. his face. There's a really great story arc there, actually, even within the minimal screen time he gets, but where he starts off with that sense of... She says, you know, do you, where he's like, oh, God, you know, I'm stuck in the vestibule. And then he notices who he's with and she and she rings up, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> she rings her mum or something like no I'm fine am I here alone no I'm with some guy some guy some guy <laughs> and he does a dance <laughs> and this is a really funny bit when he says um, um, hey Jill I saw you with some guy last night <laughs> some guy so he sort of starts off with this this idea of this and then she says do you want to call anyone and he says yeah oh. just about 300 guys I went to school oh, with my favourite joke of the episode oh it is your favourite joke of the oh I okay. absolutely love it <laughs> but that's the beginning of the story story arc isn't it where he's like it's almost it's like the, the kind of classic stages of something not grief, but something else where you start off with the kind of surprise and then the shock and then he just starts killing himself in his own head, like yeah. breaking it down going, oh yeah. my God, I can't get out anything. And, and then it comes good. And one of the reasons I think it's so endearing is because Matthew Perry is a star. He is a high profile actor, of course, really. Yeah. But here he's playing the ordinary guy who's stuck in a vestibule mm. with a celebrity who is a real celebrity who is actually his level of celebrity in real life so the fact that he's like so dumbfounded by it for me there's another layer there which is like yeah sorry i totally cut you no what were you gonna say dumbfounded by this layer that is well that she she's not an actor playing a celebrity she's a real celebrity matthew perry is actually famous but he's pretending obviously to be he's playing an ordinary guy who is intimidated by being with a celebrity and he actually if someone was caught in a vestibule with matthew Mm, perry mm. they would have the same hear you not sure he would have been that famous at this point. Seven episodes in, though. All right, all right. And I, I mean, for me, certainly at the time watching this, and actually ever since, I mean, I didn't know who Jill Goodacre was. Turns out she's a Victoria sequence. Uh, uh, Victoria. Sequence. Se- sequence. <laughs> Victoria's sequence model. Um, and she has a very famous husband. Do you know who her husband I is? I do not. Her husband is Harry Connick Jr., is that right? Yeah. To this day? To this day, they're still together. So Aww. I think they married like a year after that. Oh, no, no, no. Because she actually is credited in this episode as Jill Connick. Oh. Junior. No. <laughs> Just Jill Connick. Oh, that's yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. That's so nice. they're still together all the time. So I think she was pretty famous in that yeah. realm, but not to us as English people at the yeah. time. But um, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was the more famous, famous person. But my God, if you were stuck... Pretty much any time after that with Matthew Perry, yeah, you would have been like starstruck. Yeah, you'd feel the same way. As we once did when we actually went to Matthew Perry's play <gasps> yes. in London. Were we at the front row? We were a couple of rows back, weren't we? Yeah, we were we very, were, we very close. Very good seats. And then we did wait at the stage door afterwards and somebody upset oh. him by calling him Chandler and he unfortunately got in his car, didn't he? And he did. Went away. He did. But anyway, we didn't get was... a moment. But I, th- I remember being extremely starstruck. Yes. 
yes, by that moment. It so, was. Uh, but we yeah, resisted we the temptation it. to we call him Chandler because we understand he's an actor, he's an actor. He and he plays play. other characters. Yeah, yeah. And one other thing on Chandler then, in the, so obviously there's all of his interactions with Jill, which are wonderful, and, and I love that. <laughs> You, you must be reading my mind. Oh. this is exactly what I'm just going to say. Oh, right. So he's obviously interacting with her and then he, he wins her over in the end and they have that great bit with the pen and all that kind of stuff where she sort of ends up teaching him a little silly skill mm. with the pen and she, mm. you can see she really genuinely... She's fond of him. Yeah, laughs yeah. and it's very nice. But there's the bit where he thinks this is uh, capital. This is something that I need to be bragging about because of what's happening to me. Oh, yeah. So when she says, do yeah. you want to call someone? And he does that yeah. brilliant in his head. Uh, yeah, about 300 guys that I went to high school with. <laughs> he doesn't call anyone to tell them that he's safe in the blackout. He calls just to brag about what he's doing, but he can't say out loud what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. So he disguises his words. Yeah. And what is awesome is Monica picks up the phone. Yeah. Oh, it's Chandler. And he's like, I'm stuck. And I'm stuck. And she gets him to repeat it. Yeah. And then he's like, put Joey on the phone. And then he only has to say it once to Joey. Oh my God. Joey's stuck in an ATM festival with Joel Goodacre. So it's great <laughs> because... You think, yeah, right. You think that hadn't occurred to me? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. have this whole conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. in the... And of course, Joey doesn't have to speak like that because he's in his house. <laughs> Very funny. And it's lovely because it's another underline of the bromance yeah, between Chandler and Joey. It really does establish that these two have that... They're so close. They, they have their own language. They totally get each yeah, other. They totally get and that Monica, other. even though she is very close to Chandler, is yeah. excluded yeah. from that. She's yeah, yeah, not yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. that's so, a very yeah. cute Chan and So Jill I, I absolutely love Chandler and the Jill Goodacre thing. And I like the two sides of Chandler that you see in there. I think it's incredibly endearing. What do you think of the Chandler Jill Goodacre situation? Yeah, I think it's really, really funny. And I think there's some. What I. I think I'm, I always keep using this word. I think I'm going to have to just. We're going to have to just onward going almost give this as a little segment so many iconic lines yeah quotable lines and gum would be perfection yeah, yeah. it's just a line that becomes into your everyday yeah. language and use well maybe not everyday but it's really <laughs> for us we say it quite <laughs> yeah a lot. we do as well so. <laughs> anything i ask you would that be would be perfection, perfection. Uh, so yeah it's really good if i was to say one negative thing about it the mumbling, like Jill Goodacre, when he's doing all this mumbling, oh. like considering he's trying to impress her and she's standing right there and thinking this guy's being a bit weird with the mumbling. I know it's a comedy and I know it's funny, but at that point when she'd be like, this guy's a total weirdo. And but he might not the bit where he it. smiles at her and then he doesn't look away and she and he's like, okay, you're scaring her now. Yeah. But you, you, he's got to start low to, to build, build up to high, hasn't he? Um, just then, while we're on this, so yeah. my favourite joke is the 300 guys I went to high school with and right. my favourite friend in this episode is Chandler, so... oh. We're smash done. smash yeah. well you're done there's a whole other big storyline with the other five of them that we haven't talked about yet let's talk about that then. so the actual blackout is uh happening and it starts off with uh, phoebe just about to sing her song in central perk yes and boom, lights go out which is the kind of cold open to the show yeah um and now they're in the apartment and they're all bringing candles in and there's a lot of good jokes so here. many candles <laughs> who has that many candles <laughs> and what a fire risk in a uh i know new york apartment know. like that the only time they use that many candles in which i ask myself the same question who has that many candles Ooh, is, ask me that i'm gonna guess it when uh when uh monica proposed yes. oh, all i could think about was who has that many candles in their house <laughs> same thing here anyway carry on lots of candles uh so yes lots of uh candles and i guess one of the big things that happens here is that you know they're drinking wine and it's dark and um what's stopping you yeah well ross is kind of talking to rachel and he just looks so um you know he's so kind of cutesied up in the moment and uh they're talking and then 
Rachel, get, uh, I think Rachel goes and then Ross gets up to walk away and he's just full of the warmth, um, fuzziness. And Joey just not skipping a beat, <laughs> not even looking, just goes, never going to happen. And that is my favourite joke in the episode. Is it? it that was my second. So my hard second. every time. Like, Why he delivers that line? I also love as well that Ross kind of, he's like, no, no. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> he's like, just give it up. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. admit that just that's totally This is thinking. so upsetting to hear. Yeah, that's uh, wonderful. And so, you know, Joey, and Joey makes a very good point here. He's like, what's stopping you? The romantic, the moonlight, the candles, the yeah. wine, you know, yeah. and that's where you do actually think, yeah, what is stopping you? Which is a little bit of a um, inconsistency with the pilot where he pretty much asked her out straight away and now... He can't seem to do it anymore. Yeah, but Ross. I wonder whether there's there's a sort of burst of, um, you know, he's really egged on by his friends in the pilot, isn't he? You know, grab a spoon, all that business. And he sort of pushes himself out of his comfort zone a bit on, with that momentum. Yeah. Then days pass, you're hanging out together. And it, actually that starts to build more of a barrier than, you know, because then, so here we go. Right. Where does Ross, what does he become the mayor of? Ah, yes. The friend zone. The friend zone. Which. You're the mayor of the zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is my friends through a lens yes mine too yeah is it yeah lens descends why is it your friends through a lens because it's it's in it's in language that wasn't a thing that wasn't a that wasn't a phrase until that moment correct verified by wikipedia oh good because i thought to myself is this the first time anyone says friend zone yeah and i wikipedia it yeah and indeed it is they made it's up- credited to that episode of friends they made up something that sits now culturally widely as a thing which is 100 percent. yeah yeah and yeah. that's maybe one of the biggest we've seen of them creating something here yet yeah. only seven yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. in but yeah so yeah important. so it's really I, th- I can see why ross is now more hesitant because he's becoming a friend and that's what joey's saying right he's like you've got to capitalize on this now because you're going to go too far mm-hmm. and it's going to be weird mm-hmm. if you you ask her out so yeah he goes out onto the fire escape yeah and he tries to have a... He sort of stops Monica from going back out there. Yeah, yeah. Tries to have a little chat yeah. with Rachel. Yeah, yeah. And one of the most wonderful moments of the episode yeah. ensues. What happens, Absolutely. Uh So um, he's like, so I've been thinking about... And Rachel starts going, oh... And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to ask you out. She goes, oh, there's a little kitty. He's like, oh, okay, little And there's a cat. And, it's, uh, and then it jumps on Ross... And he, in super comedy ways, like trying to shake off the cat whilst in the apartment, they're singing Top, Top of the World, looking down on creation. And, and he is just like killing. <laughs> He's supposed to be strangling yeah. this cat, trying to get it off him. Yeah, it's super funny. Now, I like that for two reasons. Right. Number one is the reason that it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's just so good how they cut to the candlelit mm, yeah, sing-along yeah, 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 and he's like nearly killing this cat. Second is, I think it's lovely metaphor. It's prophetic. Oh. Whoa, wow. It's Paolo's cat. Oh. Interrupts. I see. Ross from yeah. confiding in yeah. Rachel. We obviously don't know at this point it's Paolo's cat, but later on, yeah. in a, a post rationalized way, yeah. Paolo's cat gets in the way yeah, of Ross it. and Rachel. Um, and the cat is on his shoulders, like the weight of the world on your shoulders. And it this actually hurts weighing him. him down. Yeah. It hurts him. So yeah. I like it because it is both hilarious and metaphorical very uh, that that is a depth given to that by me cat thing which uh <laughs> is probably new uh but i don't think it's a stretch i think it's a very nice piece of analysis and you don't know it at the point at the time right and then it's only later on yeah, yeah. where she reads him wow so right let's talk about that what do you think of paolo oh god i mean i i love how monica and phoebe are also 
react mm. to him. It's great, you Hi. know, like the yeah, Hi. hello, yeah, yeah, three Hi. times. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, that's great. And when he speaks to Phoebe in Italian, doesn't she? And then yeah, she's yeah. like, kind yeah. of can't deal with it. Betcha. I mean, he's the most nineties mm. looking, tanned, mm. kind of too mm. much hair gel, mm. cliched European looking guy. Yeah, I don't he's find him attractive slick. at all. No, no, but but they really, really do go for him. And when he walks in with Rachel, Ross's face makes oh. my heart break. David Schwimmer is actually my best friend of this episode. Is he? I know Chandler is very funny, but the way that he interacts with this Paolo thing is just so wonderful. And this is even just like tiny moments where he goes to talk to Paolo and Paolo's standing on the step above him. And above he gets Ross, up. And he's like half talking and then he realises like, I'm smaller than him and steps up yeah. just like, I'm here for you, buddy. Like, Question for you. Mm. How do you feel about the fact that Ross intervenes and tries to get Paolo to step away? Because we've seen, and he has seen, Yeah, we know already because of the conversation earlier about the craziest place you've had sex. Yeah. Rachel's like, I've never had this sort of yeah, passion, passion fling, you yeah. know, this kind of thing. We now see this incredible connection between her and Paolo, although nothing's mm. happened yet. Mm. Ross, who has no claim to Rachel at all she is a grown woman with her own decisions to make tries to intervene and actually he doesn't completely lie but he certainly is economical with the truth with Paolo to sort of suggest that there's some destiny here that he's interrupting me and Rachel have a the sex the sex no 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 no. (laughs) so how do you feel about the fact that Ross does that I've never actually thought of it as a problem because I think it just feels so such like an instinctive um I'd probably do the same. Stop, stop, stop. Like, I think you mm. would just, you'd just try and stop it. You look less convinced. It was nearly my friends through a lens, though. Oh. That's a kind of dodgy thing. Really? Yeah, because it's like, he has no right to do that. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, what he has to do, actually, mm. is be a better, more attractive guy than Paolo to Rachel. Yeah. He doesn't really have the right to choose who she could no. be. I know. He doesn't, know. like, slag her off or anything and be like, oh, God, that Rachel, no, no, no. No, but like, Paolo could have gone, oh, I see you're with Rachel, oh, right, I'll step away. Yeah. And then you're removing yeah. from Rachel the chance of yeah. a bit of happiness. Yeah. And she hasn't shown any interest in Ross whatsoever, no. so it's a that's little bit true. creepy. That's true, that's Yeah, okay, that's, that is a bit creepy. So the other thing about Paolo is that he, of course, is a veer away from the yeah. linear story of love between Ross and Rachel which of course the writers made a decision to divert that for a bit how do you feel about that at this stage then bringing Paolo in and Rachel being so sort of uh, taken with him now there are many relationships in other shows and even this show that it sometimes you're like for god's sakes you know because it's a will they won't they and and it's working really well and they're Mm. like oh we have to put something in there like the office where Jim and Pam Mm. are I think it takes them three seasons. They move him to a whole other mm-hmm. office. Like sometimes it starts to really get frustrating. It starts to feel very forced that you're separating yep. these two people out. Yeah. Um, so they are very delicate balance. That isn't it? It's a very delicate balance because you don't want to. I think it's um, moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis was the first. Will they? Won't they? And they had this wonderful chemistry. They had really high ratings. Mm. They the two characters then the rice like right. We're just gonna have to have them yep. get off with each other. <laughs> get yep. off with each other. Yeah, full sex no funny business uh, and the ratings dipped ratings dropped yeah. uh, Mulder and Scully is another example where they just keep that kind of will they won't they thing going and it keeps bringing people back so yeah. seven episodes in they cannot have Ross and Rachel get together because they have not built it so I'm o- I'm okay with Paolo coming in because I think it's done in a realistic way because mm-hmm. she hasn't shown any interest in Ross mm-hmm. yet and she needs something that's not 
barry and boring and you know yeah yeah yeah, really yeah. they've been talking about passion yeah she's got no interest in ross doesn't know that he's a he's doesn't see him as a romantic yep. thing so um yeah here she is just to get get some sex that's away from the foot of the bed animal sex animal sex <laughs> yeah that <laughs> away from the foot of the bed <laughs> Uh, good. So you're you're good with the the fact that it takes you on a little twisty right. turny. And once yeah. again, the character that does it is someone that the audience is not supposed to really like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They always do that, don't they? And, and so you said earlier about Ross's face when Rachel walks in with Paolo. Yeah. My my bit that just makes my heart break is when the lights come back on. Oh yeah. Oh, oh Ross oh. is literally holding his heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're uh, kissing each other. The lights come back on. And uh, they're kissing. Do you think it's a little bit weird that the lights come back on and they don't even... Rachel doesn't even skip a beat of, all the lights are on, people can see me, I should stop this now. But I think the idea is that she's She's so in the moment. She's got her eyes shut. I mean, she's she's got got animal sex on the cards. Yeah, yeah. This is quite (laughs) all-consuming, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Right, uh, Rachel. Oh, they called you Rachel. (laughs) Take the Rachel. Monica. Is that? We've maybe been thinking about the show too yeah. deeply for too long. So we got some more firsts in the one with the blackout. Yes. Can I give you my firsts? Yeah, go on. Uh, first first. Yep. Mr. Heckles. Yes, Mr. Heckles. First time we meet Mr. Heckles. And we don't meet him many times. No. But he does become quite an important character because yep. he shapes, you know, the... They, they becomes a bit of a, a, um, a nemesis for them, doesn't he, yep. in, in terms of how he deals with them. So that's our first I Could Have a Cat. That's his first yep. uh, experience of him. Uh, one of the other firsts that I like is it's the first time we get Phoebe properly um, playing and performing yeah. a song where she does her la 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 la, la, la. Yeah. which is great. And we get the Rachel. Ah, oh, very good. It's we do get the Rachel. Reveal of the God, Rachel. Her hair colour looks good, doesn't it? <gasps> Iconic. Totally. I thought you were going to say I want it no. and you went iconic I was like what Conic Junior are we talking about him again no totes uh, I, I, it's, it's Harry Iconic Junior <laughs> because everybody wanted it yeah and, you, and you know friends through the lens all the things that haven't aged well that haircut has aged well although we are in a 90s face do you think it's because we're looking at 90s and thinking oh I don't know I just think it looked good then it's always always yeah. good and apparently I mean she says now that it was yeah. done when the hairdresser was stoned right yeah yeah yeah. but who knows I mean it worked and it got her well a load done. of thank of, you marijuana a load of hairdo <laughs> deals bit of trivia for you mm. So we talked about the fact that Friendzone originated here. I bet you know this. I didn't know it right. when I saw this on IMDb, and I think it's a lovely fact. Okay. The Blackout, the mm. concert you do know. I, don't, of... I, I didn't know until just, oh, really? just now. And, and this is how maybe uh, <laughs> we're, sometimes our, our podcasting skills are, you've said half a word, and I've gone, oh, yeah, yeah. So we need to explain. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about this, but the blackout occurred on all NBC shows on that night, on yeah. that date. And I just think that's lovely. I would yeah. love to know how, like, did someone have the idea of doing a blackout for one of their shows and then they were like, or did someone say we've had this idea to kind of roadblock the whole channel for the evening and please write an episode based on a blackout? I don't know. Because actually this one, mm. although it, it is based around the blackout. It moves the story along. You know your point yeah. before. It's not. It's not a 
insignificant episode in terms of the story because of how Paolo intervenes. Yes, yes. And he's obviously, he carries on in other episodes. So they didn't just write something that was completely isolated. It was yeah. part of the linear narrative story. But So in the episode of Mad About You, which always, so Mad About You aired before Friends on a Thursday right. night, on Thursday night, yeah. NBC's must-see must see TV. Yeah. Uh, the blackout he does something one of the characters does something that causes the blackout across new york like the comedy of it is no! yeah the com- i did not know the that. comedy of it is that he uh this character causes the blackout and then it's like oh and so then how funny to then watch the next episode a new show also set in new york and oh. they are suffering from the blackout that That's has just been caused the best isn't it just wonderful and that also i was going to put it in my friends through a lens of like looking back like innovative ideas innovative ideas but also now you know when you can just everything's on demand you can stream anything at any time in any order that you want you actually miss those really clever live event type stuff that's true yeah i mean i guess you could argue actually that there's even more need for those now yeah because you create appointment to view television yeah Yeah. whereas at the time people would be tuning in at that time on that night because it was the only time they could watch it whereas now there's actually more scope to do that to get people to watch stuff on the night yeah buddy seinfeld didn't do it though the other episodes, all the oh, other the other shows that night on NBC did, and Seinfeld obviously got written beforehand. Too intellectual. Now we are coming to a close of the discussion. I just want to ask you one question, though. You said at the beginning it's not my number one. There are some things about it I don't really like. Can you yeah. very quickly just tell us what those things are? Because you haven't said much that you don't oh, like. Yeah, I have been pretty positive actually, haven't I? Uh, so I thought that mm, I think some of the Jill Goodacre stuff I thought was. Whilst it was funny, I do think that maybe he was being when he's being creepy. I I, I told you this with friends who lens because oh, because she's trapped in a place because with a guy she's trapped she know. with a man, and yeah. he he does nothing to try and make her feel comfortable. Yeah, and she true. at the same time doesn't do anything. And I think when he's doing these mumbling words and like Joey's a bit like uh, I was like he can, she can hear it felt a tiny bit forced, but you know not 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 that bad actually um now i've thought about it in a bit more detail with you and you you're so i i'm kind of bought into how yeah and also i do wonder we don't know whether jill goodacre was like i'm not just being in it for 30 seconds you know you Mm. need to you need to make more of this yeah you never know she might have actually they might have had to string it out a bit (laughs) so that she was in the episode more and maybe and that reflects it so my best friend for the episode isn't actually Chandler. So there's just something about it didn't quite totally yeah. connect with me, just because maybe he's being a bit leery or a little bit yeah. like. Um, and then be- uh, so my best Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you kissed my best Ross. <laughs> you kissed my best Ross. Uh, so my uh, the best character in this for me is Ross because he just uh, the comedic timing with the cat on his yeah. back and, um, yeah, yeah. and the step up. Yeah, the little the details. Up. His little details are very funny. The little well. Rossisms. So your favorite joke was, was never Miami. gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Your favorite friend is Ross. My favorite yeah. joke. I need to call 300 guys I went yeah, to high school yeah, with, yeah, my yeah, favourite friend yeah. Chandler. Is this in any of your rank banks? Yeah. Oh! My God. The laugh out loud moment. Never gonna happen. That's in your rank I bank. remember at the time, I rewound it and oh, rewound that's it. So I good. wet myself laughing and to this again, day, you do that I think it is... You really need to see a doctor about that. <laughs> oh, just laughed again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, laughed and an accident again. Um, yeah, uh, really laugh out loud. For Amazing. You? No, you? no, it's not. I mean, I do love not it, like but it's not. It's not in any of the uh, the rank banks. Wow. That's, score. That's good. Oh, my score. Well, my score is high. <laughs> well, oh, it was your number one of the season. Uh, it's nine point six. Nine point six. So it's my number one. And I, I wanted to clarify this because I, I don't know if you're scoring these against all of the television shows, and I'm only scoring them against themselves in season one. 
So maybe that's why my scores are a bit higher. Mm. I don't know if you're thinking like, is it the funniest thing I've ever watched on TV? I'm not. I'm no, like I'm thinking about it within one. Friends. Within Friends. I think But all ten seasons of Friends. Yeah. Oh, I was doing it within season one. Should have oh. clarified that. But anyway, either way, hi. Hi. Uh, eight point seven, which for yeah. me, because I'm a little bit more uh, discerning with my scores, yeah. <laughs> is uh, very strong. But not number one. Not number one. Okay. All right. Uh, well, the next one. Yes. Is the, the one, one where, where Nana, Nana dies twice. twice. Which is quite a cool, kind of funny episode title. It's even, a lovely episode. It? I think it's great. Yeah. It's very intriguing. Yeah. That's good. So let's talk about that next time. So don't forget, you can subscribe wherever it is that you're listening. And you can tweet us at friends from A to Z. And we would really love to hear from you. And we hope that you can join us next time. Please do. Until then. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to the end. Friends from A to Z, we hope that you come back again. You've got a confession. And you share our obsession too. We'll be there for you.